story. We are talking health and wellness since it is a Thursday. And today we're putting the spotlight on HPV. I recall a conversation recently with a friend who wanted to take her daughter to uh, get this vaccination. And she was left very perplexed about uh, uh, how it all works. She couldn't really get a, a satisfactory response from the medical practitioners that she was dealing with. And in fact, this week we have international speakers attending the HPV conference, which is happening in South Africa. So if you have any questions around the human papilloma virus, do give us a call um, on 011-8830702. We're joined by Professor Margaret Stanley, a professor of um, epithelial biology at the University of Cambridge. Good afternoon, Prof. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure to talk to you. So let's start by understanding what HPV is before we take a look at uh, some of the other uh, medical consequences that it may have. What is it? It's a virus, um, you know, just uh, a virus a bit like um, the virus that causes colds or flu. Or, mm-hmm. And it's a very, very common virus. Uh, just about all of us have it at some time in our lives. Yes. Uh, but it's, it's unfortunately, it belongs, it's like people, it belongs to a very big family. Mm-hmm. And like all families, you've got what you might call black sheep and white sheep. And there are black sheep in the papillomavirus family, mm-hmm. and they cause cancers. And that's why we're interested in the HPVs that cause cancer. Ah, so you could get have a different strain of the virus. Absolutely. And there's a particular one that causes cancer. What do some of the others cause? Well, they cause the thing, uh, warts, you know, warts on your skin, mm. uh, warts on pig parts of us that we don't usually talk about, our genital tract, and actually warts in the voice box, in the larynx. Oh. So, but those, the ones that cause warts, are quite are different to the ones that cause cancer. Right. Um, so there is a vaccination, of course. We know that in South Africa uh, and in many parts of the world, it has been rolled out, particularly to prevent cervical cancer. Uh, and in our part of the world, it looks like cervical cancer is one of those that is on the increase. So it is particularly important that this vaccination be introduced to young women at the right time. Uh, but what about young boys? Because this is the sort of virus that is transmitted through sexual activity. Yes, it's, it is important to vaccinate boys for, for three reasons. First of all, it's equality. You know, we talk a lot about equality for women. This is equality for men in health terms. They need to be protected too. Secondly, um, the, the, vi- the vaccine, one of the vaccines, prevents genital warts. And genital warts, particularly in HIV-infected people, are a real problem because they, uh, they grow to to large amounts and they interrupt and affect uh, really important functions like urination and they look horrible. Mm. So, and genital warts are a really big problem in men and women in South Africa. And certainly men who have sex with men are very much at risk of getting cancer in the back passage, the anus is in um, medical terms. Mm. And so those are three reasons. But me, speaking as a woman, what I think is really important about vaccinating men is if you vaccinate men, you protect women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you stop the transmission of the virus from man to woman, from boy to girl. And if you stop the transmission, you stop the transmission from girl to boy. Yes. So that's the way to go. 
Right. And is it pervasive as we're meant to believe that if you've had uh, uh, unprotected sex, you're likely to have HPV? Is that accurate? Yes, it is. And is it um, lifelong? Um, no. Uh, if, you, if you don't wear a condom, you are certainly uh, likely to transmit HPV, particularly in the first uh, time you have a sexual partner. Now, most people, that's particularly true of women, mm-hmm. will actually get rid of the HPV. But there, there are about, if, if we have 10 women getting HPV, eight of them would probably clear it, as we say, but two of them wouldn't. And it's the two who don't, who keep it there, who are at risk for the events that then happen, mm-hmm. which could end up in cancer. Mm-hmm. So most people get rid of it. Uh, Unfortunately, a, a fraction don't. They're the ones we worry about, but we don't know who's going to get rid of it and who's going to keep it. Yes. So we have to vaccinate everybody. Yes. Um, and the vaccination is for pre-exposure. Is there anything for post-exposure once you've started once, having sexual once intercourse? Once you've started having sex, and particularly once you're starting your family, then um Screening. Uh, women should go and attend uh, for a cervical cancer screening. Mm-hmm. South Africa is really ahead of the game here because you have a vaccine program for um, girls in school. And this is, a, I have to say, this is the first one in Africa funded by the national government of a country. It's to be, you really are to be congratulated. And you also have a screening program. Mm -hmm. And the screening program is for older women. And you usually start women in a screening program over the age of 25. Mm -hmm. The thing about screening, of course, is you have to go. You can't just go once. Mm -hmm. You you have to go at regular intervals to get your smear and be sure that you're okay. I see. So part and parcel of those annual pap smears, understanding what is happening with with the kind of viruses or uh, with the health of, of our reproductive system. Yes. I mean, when you, when you take a smear in a 25-year-old, a 30-year-old, mm-hmm. you're looking to see if the virus has caused changes in the cells, in the cells you've taken off the cervix. Mm-hmm. Now, you can, in, you can detect the changes which are changes associated with a big risk of developing cancer. Mm-hmm. And so then you can treat that woman by cutting out the area of abnormality. And mm-hmm. if you do that, then most, pretty well 99% of women will never get invasive cancer. Uh, so it's, it's, screening is important. I always say to women, take your daughters to be vaccinated and please make sure you come regularly for your pap smear. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a question here about, uh, is it an, a, anomalous cells? That Does that suggest the presence of, the, uh, the presence of HPV and uh, potentially cervical cancer? Well, anomalous cells just means that the cytologist hasn't been quite sure about how to call them. So in that situation, usually you would ask the woman for another smear mm-hmm. and get it looked at again. Because it, it means I'm not quite sure what this is. I need to have another smear to check it out. Mm, mm. Right. So, and it, and so you, women mustn't worry when they see that. They must go back, have a repeat smear and get it sorted. 
Okay, right. So we're taking your calls this afternoon on zero one one eight eight three zero seven zero two, and we're talking about this uh, sexually transmitted virus HPV, um, and uh, some of uh, the, the 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 dangers that it poses to our health, especially in light of the fact that in Africa and South Africa we are seeing an increase in conditions such as cervical cancer, um, and that we do have this vaccination available. So have you vaccinated? your children, boys and girls, as um, the professor has said, that it's not just about uh, uh, preventing HPV in girls, but that we must do it for our boys as well. Um, and uh, do you think that it is a worthwhile vaccination? It's 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. 702. Healthy Lifestyle. And we're back with Professor Margaret Stanley, Professor of uh, Epithelial Biology at the University of Cambridge. We're speaking to her in Cape Town. As I was saying, that there is an HPV conference that's happening in South Africa, and we've got several world-renowned keynote speakers present in the country. So we're striving to better understand HPV, how to prevent it, and the vaccinations that are available for it. Um, let's take this call from Christine, Professor. Hello, Christine. Hi there. Yes, good afternoon. Um, Good afternoon. Um, Professor, I just wanted to ask you, there's been a lot of controversy around the vaccine causing cancer. Um, and obviously with, with any vaccine, they inject a bit of that virus into to assist you to build an antibody, want, you know, antibody against that. I'd just like to know your thoughts on that, please. All right. Thank you for that, well, Christine. This- in fact, we also you, have um, an SMS, one that says, before you go punting the vaccine too hard um, to the public, do some research into hideous side effects caused by this vaccine. They're destroying young girls' lives. Well, that's uh, unfortunately a falsehood. Um, first of all, this vaccine does not contain virus. It only is contains protein, the outer shell or coat of the virus. And that's what our immune system, our body's defenses see, and that's what they mount an antibody response to. So there is absolutely no way that this vaccine could cause cancer or anything like that, or cause any infection, because it has n- no um, live contents in it at all. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one of the... St- this is a vaccine that has really been tested to the limits for safety. Something like, uh, what, 170 million doses have been given around the world. Mm -hmm. And it's been subjected to the most intense monitoring in the, particularly in Europe and the USA, where we, and Australia, where we have very good population surveillance. In other words, we really do monitor our population. Mm -hmm. And the vaccine comes out as being a a safe vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, nothing in life is without risk, but the risks for this vaccine are no more than the risks you and I face day after day for the, the ordinary things of life. All right. Let's go to Rebecca next in Pretoria. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. I'd like to ask the doctor, please. Um, I realize that she believes that it, it is a falsehood, that the vaccine is um, mm-hmm. not responsible for damage. Um, whether it is or isn't, I suppose, is up for debate. Um, but I would like to know, please, what her thoughts are on the one of the lead manufacturers and developers of the vaccine actually came out many years ago saying that they deliberately falsified some of the evidence on the research that they did to see, you know, what the actual statistics are in the causing of the cancer from this vaccine. 
the doctor mentioned a number of 8 out of 10 women who would work the vaccine out, which is actually apparently what does happen. But according to the research that was done that was falsified, the stats were a lot more negligible and it would be more like maybe two out of a million women who would maybe develop right. you know, complications, which would then also not cause cancer, but the knock-on effect may cause mm-hmm. cancer, which is a point zero 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 something or other. Um, there are many people whose lives have been destroyed by the vaccine. People I actually know. All right. Let's um, hear the response and, from, yeah, from we, we, we need Rebecca. much more info on this. Okay. Thank you. Well, let me, let me just put it in context for you. When you are vaccinated, um, you get an injection in the arm. And the major side effect of the vaccine is pain at the site of the infection, mm. injection. And that, it wouldn't matter what injection you have, you'd get pain there. But I'll, I'll put it as plainly as I can to your caller. Uh, the side effect of the HPV vaccine is a sore arm. The side effect of cervix cancer is death. So you take your choice there. And in South Africa, something in some parts of your country, 33% of cancers in women are cervix cancers. And these women come in to see to the clinic or to a doctor when their cancers are advanced and the treatment is not likely to work. And so the death from this cancer is very high in particular parts of South Africa. So the Eastern Cape, for example, mm. where there are a lot of low-income women have cervix cancer. It's the commonest cancer in women in that province. Right. Now, I can't think of anything that's going to help these women more than vaccinating their daughters to prevent them going through cancer as well. Yes, Professor, thank you. This is about life and death. Yes, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you for clarifying those issues around the controversy. Felicity Hattie says, both my girls have been uh, vaccinated, no problems. UK is now vaccinating boys too, since they too carry HPV. That was Professor Margaret Stanley.